0: Put an end to the speculation, the rumors, the reports and the conclusions is official. Eric Dooley has been fired by the Southern Jaguars and their two year romance came to an end in an ugly way. Oh, yeah. It's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off, it doesn't mean the journey's over. Not at all. It's actually just beginning. As long as you can follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. And these days, every new potential hire feels like a high stakes wager for your small business. And that's why we have LinkedIn jobs to make sure that you get the right people in your in the positions they need to be faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. Today's episode is gonna be configured a little weird. You'll see me change if you're on the audio or on the video side at the last segment. That's because we had a lot of things happen, I'll get into them in a second. But basically, I recorded one part of this show much earlier than this other part of the show that I'm speaking about right now, and that'll be the last segment, and I'll explain that a little bit more as we continue. But that last segment will be Virginia Union breaking a 22-year drought of CIAA titles, and Jada Byers making a big difference in that. Prior to that, is Clarence McKinney out at Texas Southern? There's been some reports. There's been some denials. There's been some everything in between. So let's break it down. Is he truly out prior to that? There is no more speculation. There is no more question marks. There is no more rumors or reports. It's official. Seeing the press clippings and everything. Eric Dooley is no longer the head coach of the Southern Jaguars. And this is something that I think that we knew what was going to happen. Listen, I'll give you a quick little story on why this is the case. I did not expect Dooley to get fired today. I'll be honest with you. I was pretty confident he was not going to get fired today or what was now or what is yesterday, but I'm speaking on it right now today. So because I didn't think that was going to happen, I went ahead and recorded what was supposed to be today's episode. We were talking about family being at the top of the rankings. We were talking about Grambling's chance to win the SWAC West, and we were talking about Virginia Union. I recorded that episode, and as soon as I finished recording, I had a text message from Mo Carter telling me that Dooley had been fired, and I said, oh, man, we're going to have to knock one of those out and figure out what we're going to do with it. Then I get on Twitter for a second, and I see that McKinney has been or not been fired, but they decided to not renew his contract. I said, you know what? We're not going to just do one here and there. We're going to go ahead and just take the last segment, and that's how we got this episode here today. So anyway, that's how we're here. I didn't expect this to happen. I didn't expect it to go down this fast, right? Because to me, and I think that honestly, I believe that because the rumors leaked or because the report leaked, they went ahead and took care of it quicker than they would have. I genuinely, and maybe I'm being stubborn, but I genuinely don't believe that Dooley had done enough to be fired mid-year. And I said that he's a part ways type of guy, but if you let go of part ways, however you want to say it, in the middle of the year, that is a firing. That is not a mutual parting of ways. And I have to assume that there's irreconcilable differences and it's not just about success. And I know that fans are upset about success. They feel like things should look better. They feel like the offense should flow better. They feel like they should have a quarterback that they can actually trust in. I get it. I genuinely get it. But when I look at how this marriage happened, when I look at, and there's a reason I call it a romance, because this was supposed to be a dream job for Dooley. I know he wanted to come here badly. And you're looking at him being a coach at Prairie View and Southern said, we want him so bad, we're going to go poach him. We're going to take him from Prairie View. These seem to be two sides who are very eager to get together. How you go from that all the way to being fired with one game left in the season in a matter of two years, it's not just about success. And quite frankly, you had a SWAC championship appearance in the first year. So it's not just about success. And I understand things didn't look great along the way to that SWAG championship. I get that things haven't looked that great this year. And, of course, if he was winning, everything is going to be different. Winning cures all. But I don't believe that the losses, the lack of success, is the biggest key in why he's being fired. I don't. There has to be something going on. And I heard of a potential power struggle. I've heard them say that basically, you know, the offense wasn't flowing and they wanted Dooley to let go of the play calling. And Dooley said, no, this is all alleged. Obviously I wasn't in the room. This is all alleged, but I can only imagine how difficult of a conversation stems from that. Hey, we brought you in cause you're an offensive group. Everybody knows that that's what Dooley does well. So, Hey, I understand that this is your strength, but we need you to give it up cause it's not working. I'm not giving up my strength. This is what I do. You know, like, Think about whatever you do in your life, the best. Like, think about your profession and whatever the best part of your profession is. Your boss comes up to you and says, We want you to not do that anymore. Well, dang, that's why I'm here. This is my value. I'm here for this aspect of it. You take that from me. Well, really, what? You know, you kind of taking the essence of who I am away from me in a sense. Okay, cool. OK, cool. I can imagine that was a difficult conversation. I can imagine there was some stubbornness and I can imagine there was some real hurt feelings that came from that. And maybe the fact that he didn't want to do It's like, All right, now we now we going at it and we can't go at it. It's got to be personal differences. I understand that the, the offense was middle of the pack this year. I get it. They didn't do much really well. and It was ugly football. I've been saying this for for weeks, months since people wanted to hype up Southern. Like, nah. I don't know. I don't see it. But yeah, I I just didn't think it was, I didn't think it was on the way one game. You couldn't let them finish off the last game. What is it going to do? You have coach Graves, who has now been the grambling interim coach in the Bayou classic. And now he's going to be Southern's um, interim coach in the Bayou classic. That's gotta be some sort of history or something. I don't know, but this just felt unnecessary to me. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. I, I, Let me not say I don't like it. I'm kind of unbothered, but I would not have done it. I would not. Forget that. I'm not a fan of this. I don't like this move. I don't like this move. It's one thing to get rid of him, but I just feel like, you know what? There had to be something behind closed doors to get rid of him with one week left in the season when your season can't be salvaged. Can't be salvaged. Um, But, yeah, as we move forward, as we move forward, we're going to look at Coach McKinney for Texas Southern because it seems like in a a span of a couple of hours – Two SWAC West coaches are on their way out of the door, but in the words of Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is the number one place for all of the small business owners to find the right employees for them. And it doesn't matter what company you're running, what you're doing. LinkedIn has somebody who specializes in the hole that you need to be filled. Because you're looking at resumes, you're looking at uh, character traits, you can find the right person for your job free and faster. Now, we all know. We all know that the right person can elevate your team and the wrong person can take you down the level. It's that simple. With LinkedIn, we want to make sure that you get the person who's going to help you elevate. There's over 800 million people on LinkedIn every single day looking for the next opportunity. Go get one of those people, vet them and make sure that they have or they are the right person for you. So make sure you go to LinkedIn.com slash college. That is LinkedIn.com slash college. And when using the purple hashtag hiring frame, you can post your job for free. And today's episode is also brought to you by Athletic Brewing. And kind of like Southern just did, Athletic Brewing is changing the game. Southern did it by getting rid of Eric Dooley. Meanwhile, Athletic Brewing is doing it by getting rid of the Alcoholic Properties. This is a non-alcoholic beer that you can drink at any moment. It's fun at all times. Doesn't matter if you're out with the kids. Doesn't matter if you're out at a venue. Doesn't matter if you're out at a game. You can have these things everywhere. And the reason I focus on being out in this is because you can get behind the wheel. If you're in the house and you're just drinking, no, no hangover. But you still have the taste because you see these non-alcoholic brews. They're right next to the alcoholic drinks in competitions. And athletic brewing is winning. So all you have to do is go to athleticbrewing.com. You're going to use the code locked LOCKEDON. And you're going to get 15% off your first offer. I promise you, after you get that 15% off, you're not going to want to pass it up a second time. That's athleticbrewing.com. Use the code locked on. And as we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, on Fridays, we have our college football kickoff live, meaning you have the opportunity to be the most educated and informed college football fan that you possibly could be. Just got to check that out. And if you can't catch it live from 10 a.m. Central, that's okay. Just come on back. Later on in the day, and we'll have it on the locked on HBCU YouTube page and on the podcast page. Make sure you're tapping in to that. Clarence McKinney, my alma mater, Texas Southern's head football coach, might be coaching for his job on Saturday. Or maybe his job's already gone. But I can tell you what it's not secure. Um, HBCU Sports came out and they were they uh, reported. That Coach McKinney is not going to have his contract renewed. I didn't know he was going into the last year of his contract. I've said many things about him. I didn't know he was going into the last year of his contract. And honestly, that changes the conversation, which we will get into. But then A.D. Granger came out with the swiftness and said, that's not true. All right. i seen Dooley say he never talked to administrators. And in the span of 24 hours, he was gone. This is what I think. A lot of athletic directors, a lot of people in these positions who have news come out about them that's not the most favorable. Or even if it is favorable, they don't want it to be leaked. They want to be the person who comes out with the information. So because of that, they try to cover it up. And oh, that ain't this, ain't that. I just seen it with Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey was reported that he would be playing on Sunday. Not this upcoming Sunday, but on a Sunday. He immediately came out and said, y'all are in a rush to be first and not right. Who told you this? He played that Sunday. I think like a matter of a couple hours later, he said, I might play. Not ruling it out. You were healthy. That was good information. But because it didn't come from you, you wanted to discount that information. I don't know if that's the case on what's going on here at Texas Southern, but I think it very well could be because I don't know what he has done to get his contract renewed. I don't. Um, Over the years, I'll be honest with you, I'm just going to keep it real with you. Um, Coach McKinney was a first-year head coach my senior year in college. It was my first year as the athletic director, not athletic director, but the uh, sports director at the newspaper. Sports editor, excuse me. But I asked him a question. And I just I just didn't like his response. I didn't like his response. He, wasn't, he didn't give me some sort of attitude or some sort of anything like that. It was never some sort of personal vendetta. I didn't think he had something against me. I just was not a fan of the response. And I think I held on to that just a little too much, right? And then when I came back around, what, two, maybe three years later, asked him a question. And I had a little bit more of a of a mind. It still wasn't a great answer, but I didn't hold that against him, right? And I realized how open he was with media. I realized some of the more redeeming qualities of him as a guy. And I understand why he's a guy you would like, right? He seems like a very likable person. But what he has done on the field to me has not been enough to renew the contract. And I've always tried to focus on that. I've always tried to look at the aspect of wins and losses, how the team played, how they looked. Was it a disappointment? And frankly, it hasn't been good but one year. And in that year, I don't think the Swack West was that good. But you were supposed to get into the conference championship game in 2022. And the fact that you didn't was something that was really rough. The fact that everything just fell apart the minute that Andrew Body got hurt after a turnover, that was a really tough blow. I feel like things should have been handled better. I felt as if you had more talent in the years prior to Body, And frankly, it feels almost like his success is directly tied to Andrew Body. And that is one thing to say that when you don't have quarterback play that I think is any kind of good. But I felt like TSU had talent at the quarterback position prior to Andrew body, but I didn't feel like that talent and that potential was actually fulfilled. And part of that has to go into the head coach. And in that first year that I was there, yeah, he had that question that I didn't like or whatever, but I was whatever, you know, plus I was 22. I don't think I was 22 yet. Yeah, I wasn't, I was 21 at the time, but what really got underneath my skin is the fact that he lost every single game that year in watching Every single game that was at home, tracking every game that was on the road, writing about it. I sat here and he had so much ground to make up with me. And I don't think that he has done it. And I think losing is one thing to struggle in your first year. But to go in and lose every single game, he was always going to be fighting an uphill battle, in my opinion. And the fact that he didn't seem to really climb that battle too well outside of being with Andrew Boddy. And, and the part that really sucks about it is that I think if he had Andrew Body this year, you're looking at a real contender. You're looking at a real contender. You're looking at a team that probably beats Jackson State. Even without Andrew Body, you're looking at a team that beat Alcorn. And I thought that Alcorn was going to save his job because I thought he needed to be fired. And I think decisions to fire sometimes come down to where you are in that moment. But decisions to renew come down to what you look like in totality. And where you are in the moment is you just got a big-time win over Alcorn. Where you are in totality is you haven't had that much success. And I can't see a reason to give him a multi-year extension. Maybe you want to run it back one more year and see what you can do next year with the amount of talent that you have. Maybe. I'd get it. I really would get it. And if he had another year on his contract, I think he probably would have been safe but what ad granger said is that's not true we haven't made that decision yet not quite a vote of confidence but it is definitely a refusal or refutal it's definitely saying nah this 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 ain't it we ain't called that he's not gone so if he's not gone he's coaching for his job this weekend and i don't know if a win is enough i don't know what it takes because remember we're talking about in totality this is going to be a very difficult situation, and as somebody who has changed his tone on McKinney the guy, but McKinney the coach, I have never, I haven't really changed my tone on that much. You know, I, I, I like him as a guy, and I could root for him as a guy. But if I got to make the decision without good person versus bad person, and I just got to talk about leadership on the field and certain aspects of that, I don't know if I can confidently say he's the guy for Texas Southern. I just don't as a head coach. Now, as we move forward, we're going to look at what I actually recorded prior to this. So, we're going back to an old segment. You're going to see the maroon change over to white in a second. And we'll look at Virginia Union and how they were able to break their 22 year drought of CIAA championships in football as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks and Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. It doesn't matter if you have – you can actually combine basketball and football. That's my favorite part is that you can combine basketball and football, three-pointers plus receptions. Um, You can have picks such as half a touchdown receiving, rushing, or – was it passing? I think it might have just been receiving and rushing. It was one guy who like we just have this prize picks group chat now where people send their entries in. You have Taco Tuesday, which is an extra special. A friend of mine just put down about one hundred dollars and had the opportunity to win fourteen hundred. These are the type of opportunities that you get with prize picks. Don't be a one of those. Don't be one of those people who just listening to me talk about it. Go experience that for yourself. All right, all you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash college. That's prizepicks.com slash college. and your first deposit will be matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash college. Daily Fantasy Sports made easy. That's wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day, making it all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. Thank you. Thank you. And Jada Byers really did make a difference for Virginia Union in a CIAA championship game against Fayetteville State. And I really wanted to reflect on this because as I was watching this game, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, what is Byers going to do? Let's remember, Byers didn't play the first time these two teams played. They played once in a regular season, and it was a 10-7 victory for Fayetteville State. Very low scoring. This game ended up being 21-10 in favor of Virginia Union. And Byers is a return returning player, and he's the, one of the best running backs in Division II football. He's probably the best running back in HBCU football. Like, this guy is a monster, so the addition or the return, however you want to phrase it, like, yeah, that was going to be a big deal. It was going to be something that you had to game plan for. And, you know, he didn't have a great yards per carry, but he also had a couple of runs where he got stuffed and, you know, yards per carry is an inexact science and it can be skewed in multiple ways by multiple things. For example, if you have three runs at the goal line and you get stuffed on the first two, that's three runs to get one yard. Your average is going to come down like that, but you're in a goal line situation. So it's a little bit different. Or if you just have a goal line play and you get one yard, that's a one yard carry. That could also bring your your uh your, um average down overall. So, all in all, his impact was more than just a yards per carry. It was a total yards where he had over 100. But most importantly, or not most importantly, another thing, and now I'll get to the most important thing. He had 40 carries. Jada Byers touched the ball 40 times on the ground. He was a key part of the move. And it's not or about the game plan. And it's not even about the rushing yards. Because the first time they played Fayetteville State, they rushed for a lot of yards. It wasn't Byers, but they rushed for a lot of yards. Actually ended up being more yards by the lead back and a better yards per carry. But the thing that Byers provided that they didn't have last time was points. Jada Byers scored two touchdowns. And that took the score from seven points for, for Union to 21 points. And that was the difference in the game. Fayetteville still scored 10. They scored 10 the first go-round. They scored 10 the second go-round. But Jada Byers' two touchdowns was literally the point difference between the first matchup and the second matchup. Who knows if they would have been able to score those those points if Byers wasn't there. So now by winning the CIAA championship, you are now in the D2 playoffs. And it's weird because they don't have a home game despite having a better record than the team that they're facing, which is Cootstown. I hope I said that correctly. Um but, yeah, we have two HBCUs in the D2 playoffs. You have Union, who's going to be on the road in week one. And you have Benedict, who's going to have a bye week. Uh, Benedict repeated as champions. Meanwhile, Virginia Union ended their 22-year drought. They hadn't had a, a championship in a while. It's been a while since they had a CIAA championship. Despite making the playoffs last year, they didn't get the championship. They didn't have that automatic qualifier in. If they didn't have the automatic qualifier this year, they probably wouldn't have made the playoffs because you see only the champions of the CAC and CIAA are the teams who actually made it to the playoffs this year. All in all, I can't wait to watch it. We've recapped the difference that Jada Byers has made, but then also I want to see what is he doing this upcoming game? I don't think he had a great playoff uh, game last year. But, hey, they won the championship. They didn't do that last year. Maybe a lot of things are changing, but I'll definitely keep my eye on him. Because they're only going as far as he goes. If he has a bad game, they're probably not going to win that game. I'm just be honest with you. The 9-1, and one, the only game they lost was a game that he didn't play. And he's had multiple really big games. So I, I can't wait to watch exactly how that transpires. We have D2 playoffs. We have potential, uh, uh, what's it called, games to watch that could decide the Swack West. Like the SWAC West could be decided. The MIAC will be decided. This is a phenomenal weekend of games, and we'll preview some of those on our extra games to watch. And I still haven't decided what the game of the week is going to be because there's so many that I can't pick between. Are we going to go Morgan State versus Howard or are we going to do PV versus um, Alabama State? Those are the two that I'm leaning in between because I can't do all versus Jackson State. But at the same time, that's the Soul Bowl. There are so many games, but I can only have one game in the week and a couple of extra games to watch. And you'll be able to check that out, plus the D2 playoffs. Oh, my Lord. Let me get out of here because I'm getting, I'm getting overwhelmed and overstimulated talking about these games. I'm getting excited in here. All right. Now, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day. Every day, every single day that you do it, I genuinely appreciate it. On tomorrow's episode, you already know what to expect. Let me not get started again because I may not stop. But in the meantime, in between time, until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care. Stay blessed. Peace.